Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. We are so excited to introduce you to our special guest and friend, Cassandra Perkins. Cassandra is a Christian radio show host, a public speaker. She's a teen spokesmodel for Be Your Own You magazine, a national anti-bullying advocate. She is a Zig Ziglar certified trainer speaker. All of this, and she is only 19 years old. And she currently hosts her own radio show called Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Ladies and gentlemen, Cassandra Perkins. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Can you, Thank believe, you. can you believe that? I mean, I'm just sitting here in awe. Uh, one of my favorite people, uh, when we did our whole short shorts little ordeal. Viral thing. Yes, uh, Cassandra reached out to us and wanted to interview us. And, and I was so impressed with this girl. who I think you were like 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah, pretty yeah. young at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a radio show. And, and I was like, wow. <laughs> and then as I followed you on social media and got to know you, I'm so impressed with uh, what you're doing and uh, the impact you're making in this world. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you. I appreciate that. And coming from you guys, I think that is such a, a, an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for interviewing me today. This month being National Bullying Prevention Month is one of the, the reasons we're having Cassandra on here. And knowing Cassandra, you would think her life has just been easy peasy and she has <laughs> not had very many challenges or difficulties. But it is because of some of those challenges and difficulties that she is who she is and able to give back and be a spokesman to so many so I got to find out right off the bat, where did Behind the Mask come from? Ooh, I love that you asked that question. And I, I love the story behind it. Um, you know, I was bullied and we can talk about that a little bit about the story in just a, a little bit if you'd like. But really, the story comes from in middle school where I was bullied very severely. I made this paper mache mask of my face and I hung it on my wall and I've had it on my wall ever since. And when we were coming up for the name for the show, I looked on the wall and I said, what about behind the mask? Because we all wear this mask of how we want to be interpreted in society and interpreted in life in our family, and our work, but let's take the mask off and come out from behind the mask and be real and be transparent and talk about the difficulties because my, like you said, I love you pointing that out. My life has not been peachy. It's, it's been the opposite actually. And I've gone through a lot of uh, struggles in my life, but you, you've said it perfectly. They really made me who I am today. And without those struggles that I went through, I don't know if I would have the passion that I do today and the willingness to want to help other people to live their purpose, their life purpose driven. And I really think that that comes from the, the, tr the troubles that we go through in our life. And that was where behind the mask came from, because we need to come out from behind this mask and society and be real and transparent with people because we are only human, you know? Wow, that is a beautiful story. I, I like that. <laughs> and it, it is so true. So many live behind the mask and we're right. afraid to be vulnerable and, and real. Nobody wants to be portrayed as what we really are. We want to be portrayed as what we want Someone's... to be. But the reality is, is who we become is because of where we've been. And, and behind that mask, to step out from behind it is just huge. So good for you. Good for you. 
Well, thank you. And I think we should all do that in society because once you come out from behind that mask and you are transparent with people, you never know, number one, who you're going to touch with your story and your message and you being transparent, who you're going to touch. And number two, you never know who you're going to pull into your life because you're being transparent and honest. You may be down in the dumps and be super depressed or super sad or being bullied. And once you're real and transparent with people, you never know who is going to see that and pull in that and, and maybe feel the exact same way that you are. And you're going to pull in the right friend groups and people to support you and love you. So I think it's just, it's a, it's a win-win. And I think we should really come out and, and talk about these things and talk about these issues. That leads into what made you come out and talk about being, being bullied. bullied. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, when, when I was bullied, it was, a, it was a very dark time for me, very, very dark. And I, I went through a very dark period and actually tried to take my own life. And it, it just got really dark. And um, after being a positive person for all, as long as I can remember and loving life, seeing myself as this person who hated life and didn't want to be here anymore was very devastating to me. But to be picked on and constantly bullied every day was, was such, such a struggle and it was so beyond me that somebody could do that, that somebody would do that. And I was very, very lucky. I was very, very, very lucky in a situation like this. I have an amazing supportive family who loves me and I'm so blessed for them, but they were able to pull me out of the school system and homeschool me. And through that, I was able to find myself again, while being surrounded and loved by my family. But once I came out of this darkness and this dark period, and I came into the light, I got to look back into the darkness and see all the other people sitting there who need the help, who don't have the family to pull them out of the school system, who don't have the support of loved ones and people there to be there for them and surround them with love, with love when they're in this dark time. People didn't have that. And that was so surprising to me that people didn't have this love and support. And all I wanted to do was tell people that it's going to be okay and that there's this light at the end of the tunnel and it's amazing when you're in it. And so that's what I started doing for myself is I started started being transparent and, and sharing my story. But for me, I had to come out of this situation by myself. Nobody was going to tell me that everything was going to be okay. And I was going to believe them. That, that was the struggle for me. And that was the hard part for me. I felt like nobody understood. I felt like I had no one there, even though I had family there, I had people who loved me there, but I had to come out of this situation myself, but it was step-by-step day-by-day that really truly got me to where I was. And that's how I took it. I took it step-by-step minute by minute, just getting through this day, getting through the next day, getting through the, this next hour, whatever the case was, Taking a step-by-step for me was so useful. So that's what I really encourage people to do, no matter what situation you're in or what difficulties you may be facing. Take life step-by-step. Take these baby steps. And and really, these are such bumps in the road. And it feels like it's the end of the world. It really does. And it, it it really may seem like it. And I know what that feels like. But for me, to be able to share the story and see how many other people are feeling the exact same way that I did was... It, it was sad to me because, again, people don't have this support and this love. So that's what I wanted to do was share support and love. And that's that's really what pulled me out of it was the inspiration to help change somebody else's life, I think. Wow. To lift and help somebody else that's going through the same struggle. The thing that I can't get over is is how successful you are in in so many aspects of your life and so many things that you do. But you mentioned there was an attempt to take your life. I am yeah. so glad that you failed at that. Me too. <laughs> One of the best things I failed at. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. And it was, it was, it was a struggle. It was really a struggle. And to, uh, admit that to people and to show that to people is another one of those being transparent that we all do have days where I still have days today. And that, and that's the thing. Everybody looks at my life and says, wow, what a PG perfect life. Like you said, no, I still have days where I don't want to get out of bed. I still have days where my self image is out of whack. I still have days where I struggle. We all do. We're all down in the dumps some days, but they're just days and that day will pass. And that's the, the beautiful thing is that there is a better day tomorrow. There is a new day tomorrow. And that's how we have to live each of our, our days, I believe. What a beautiful perspective. And, and the fact is that depression is real. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's not something that we can just say, oh, be happy. Just choose to be happy. It sounds like you've done a great job with that. Well, thank you. And I think that we all have the potential to chase greatness, to go after greatness in our life. And it's just observing it and, and, let, and giving ourselves the approval to go chase greatness. Because enough times, I don't think that we give ourselves enough approval to go do the things that we want to go do and live our life. And that you are capable of chasing greatness and doing amazing things. And you will in your lifetime. And especially with my generation today, I think we are put down so much and and shunned by a lot of the older generation as being lost or just being too into technology or whatever the case may be, but we're going to change the world. And I think making the impact with our messages is what's going to do it because we all have a message. We all have a story. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think cyberbullying has a role in all of this, in self-confidence and in self-image and depression? Yes, absolutely. Here's something that I really want to identify about bullying. And for me, I left the school system. And here's something that's kind of different between our generations. When my mom was being bullied, she'd tell me the story. When she was being bullied as a kid, this boy, Billy, would stand on the bridge. And she would have to walk a whole mile home to get to the safety of her home because she didn't want to cross that bridge and face Billy. And then when she got to her home, she was safe and she was in her comfort zone. That's where that's where she her safe haven. For us today, there there is no safe haven because it follows us all online. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to shut down everything and, and turn off everything because that's just not, it's not how life works. We can't just turn off things. And this is just a, another way that bullies try to get in your brain. And it's very easy for them to because they have uh, completely anonymous resources right there in front of them to bully people and harass people. And when I left the school system, that it didn't go away. Kids would message me and say horrible things why I was gone from school and just harass me online. The thing that really changed my mind about what I thought and perceived about bullies was this. After being home for a while, I still had a, a lot of hatred for this girl who particularly bullied me for those two years of my life. And I had a lot of hatred towards her. And God said to me, you have to forgive her. You have to forgive her. And I said, okay, I forgive her. He said, no, you have to forgive her. Physically tell her you forgive her. And I had no idea why I was doing this. And I messaged this girl and I said, I don't know why you did what you did, but I forgive you. And I have no idea why I'm writing this. I'm scared to death. And almost immediately I get a response back. And this girl says, I, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that this affected you in this way. Let me tell you a little bit about my life. My father sexually abuses me. Um, my brother is in jail right now, and my mother is an alcoholic and drug addict. She said, I saw how happy and outgoing you were, and I guess by defense, 
I attacked you, but she said, it's what I've been known to do. It's how I've been raised. It's been my life. I guess I just did it without knowing. And for me, that made me feel so horrible for this girl. Did it make what she was doing right? Absolutely not. But it gave me a new perspective and a new for, uh, a new opinion on forgiveness. We have these days every day where we're driving through the drive-through window and someone the the person taking our order is kind of mean and we're like, "What is their problem? At least they have a job." You know, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. We don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So we need to just as as us, we need to step back and say, "What's going on in their life that they're acting the way that they're acting?" And it it puts things in a new perspective for us to be able to look at that person and say, why are they acting the way that they're acting? Why are they acting that way? And for me, it led me to forgiveness and to say, wow, what is the bully going through in their life? Why are they acting the way that they're acting? Let's help the bully. Let's stop bullying altogether. And when I started reaching out to bullies as well as victims, people who have uh, been bullied, the, the amount of, of people and the amount of bullies who are reaching out and telling me their stories is so astonishing to me. And it makes me feel so sad because the struggle that they're going through in their life is so bad too. And again, does it make it right with their doing? Absolutely not. But it, again, it just puts a new perspective on things, I think. But the cyberbullying, that, yes, it plays a huge aspect. And I think it all kind of comes together. And it's just another aspect of our society today that kind of gets added on as, as, as a place where people can attack other people. But we have to sit back and, and look at ourselves because ultimately nobody's going to pull you out of your depression. Nobody's going to do it for you. And you have to take it step by step and, and minute by minute of your own life and, and eventually you will take these baby steps and you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to have days where you don't want to get out of bed and where you feel like the world is totally against you. That's okay because we all have those days and you will take, you will get back up and you may fall again and you may fall again, but you, those baby steps will eventually, you will walk towards that light and you will be engulfed in that light. And it's amazing when you're in that light you get to see all of the other people who are going through the struggles that you're going to, and you want nothing more than to just help them. And that's, that's truly what I want to do. Let me ask you a quick question. This, the story you've just shared with us is so inspiring, but you uh, touched on something that was brought up many, many more years before either, either of us ever lived. And somebody said to love your enemies. Yeah. How did you take that moment to, just get out of your comfort zone and not confront, but to love your enemy and, and get that side of their story out of them. How, what, what gave you the courage to do that? Was it your, your upbringing? Was it your religious background? What was it that gave you the strength to do it? For me, I think it was part, uh, partly God. I think it was my, my family has always been very supportive and loving of me again. But for me, I felt like I, I just had to do it for myself because I was hurting. I had so much hatred toward this girl. And this girl had no idea that she was even affecting my life, even a little bit. She had no idea any of the impact she made on my life. Yeah, here I was struggling and suicidal because of this person. And I had so much hatred towards her. So to reach out and to hear her story she lives in the same town I do now and I see her around a lot of the times and there's a mutual respect between us there's we we smile at each other we get each other we know we know each other's situations and I think we have to have communication today and and as, as ourselves 
be able to look at a situation like that and say, what is going on in their life? Why are they acting the way they're acting? Because when I got up on a stage and gave a talk and talked about the bully and shared that story, um, Afterwards, I got off the stage and I was approached by many girls who said, and this was a girls event. That's why I say girls. Um, but I was approached by many girls who said, I, I didn't realize what I was doing when I was doing. I, I've been raped. I've, I, I've, I've done drugs. What do I do? And they were just crying out for help. People want help. People want someone to listen to them, to listen to their stories, and they're struggling just as much. So even though they may be your enemy, to be able to sit back with yourself and have a conversation with yourself and say, what is this person going through? Put me in a place to say, wow, I feel bad for her. Wow, what a horrible thing she's going through. It made me forgive her, honestly. I looked past the things that happened, and I just wanted nothing more to just give her a hug and tell her that everything's going to be okay, you know? How can parents help? The role of a parent is a very difficult job because, as my mom says, it doesn't come with a manual. And you you don't know the steps, especially with things like depression and things uh, like anxiety, the, the, especially if they're being bullied. That is so difficult. As a, I can't even imagine as a parent to see your child going through that and not know the exact steps to take to help them. Because, again, there's not a book for depression either. There's not a step-by-step that's going to guarantee your child is out of depression. It just doesn't work that way. So as a parent, and even this, this, I think this role really goes for friends, for teachers, and we have to, you know, if there's teachers listening and, and people listening, you guys got to be there for these kids because these kids don't have the support from parents. And parents, if you're listening, then you're doing the right thing. You're being there for your kid. And that's the number one thing parents need to realize. And if you're a parent who is concerned and engaged, then you're, you're, you're already on the right track. You're already doing one of the right things. My friend Dave Gamash, she has a, a teenage daughter, and she was going through difficulties herself, and she was a lot of stress with school, and she was crying and, and upset. And her dad, my friend Dave, said, what do you need from me? And she said, well, what do you mean? He said, what do you need? Do you need a hug? Do you need to vent? What do you need from me? And she was so taken back by that because parents don't sit and ask what their kids need from them. If we come to a problem, we, you know, parents expect to just figure it out and finish it and solve the issue. That's not always what we need or what we want. Ask us, never be afraid to ask us the question, what do we need? What what do you want? What what can I do to make your life easier? I think that's always a, a first thing. But again, to be there and love and support your child, my mom, um, she, she slept with me for two years so I wouldn't get up in the middle of the night and try to kill myself. And at the time, I hated her for that. I resented her for that because I wanted nothing more than to leave this planet and leave this earth. And she, I, I was really, really angry at her. But now I thank her for being there and loving and supporting me because without her, I don't think I can make it through those times. But I think as adults and as parents, what we have to realize is that your kid you can't solve the issues for your kid. You're, you can't make your child happy. You can't pull them out of the depression because ultimately that's got to be their choice. And that's only the decision that they can make. You could have every single person on the planet tell them that whatever they're beautiful or that they're kind or that their life's going to be okay. And they just, they don't see it. They can't see it. And they have to make that decision themselves, but it's being there and loving them and supporting them and caring for them that is going to get them through those times. E- even if they may seem like they don't want it at that period of time, being there for them and, and being a leader in their life and, and just caring and loving for someone is so needed. So being able to be there and listen, I think is really, really important. And just love your 
love your kid up, you know? What, what you're saying, though, is so impressive. Bullying begets bullying. And so too many times the mama bear syndrome comes into effect with a mother and her child and getting bullied. And Right. Kids want to be heard. They want to be loved. They want to share their story. They want to know somebody cares about them. And if the parent isn't involved to do it, teachers, don't stop what you're doing because you're such an important role in these kids' lives. Counselors and, and even kids listening that they need to go reach out and have a voice for themselves. And you'll never know the, the difference it'll make when you have a voice. My, you know, my second mom, I call her my second mom during this time was the counselor of the school. And I started reaching out to her and I would have lunch in her office. And she was one of those adults who did exactly what I'm saying. She wouldn't go in the office and say, let's talk about your problems. She would say, so you have any crush on any boys? How's school going? You know, just, she would just get my mind off things. I would sit in her office and have lunch with her. And she was so kind to me and cared about me and loved me. And I needed that so badly in that time. And whenever, when I, you know, it got to the point where the, the last thing that happened was I was cornered in the locker room by this girl. And the first thing I wanted to do was was run to my safe haven and my safe haven was that counselor. I wanted to be there. I wanted to know that everything was going to be okay. And I knew that she was my safe haven. Kids find your safe haven and you know, you may not find them right away. It might be a friend. It might be your brother, your sister. It might be your parent. It might be a teacher. It might be a counselor. It might be someone in your neighborhood, you know, whoever it is, go reach out to them. And if you get turned down, keep finding that person. And, and I think the way to do that is to find your passions in life. And if you love theater, go join theater. You're going to find like-minded people and go find your passions because you will find people to love and support you and, and be there for you during these dark, dark times in your life. Sandra, there are so many topics that we can speak about with you and greatly benefit our audience. Absolutely. Real quick, I want to throw out the suicide hotline for anybody who's in need of it right now, who needs help now, which is one 800 273-8255. Thank you guys so much for having me on the program today. It's been incredible. Thank you. You guys are doing amazing things. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.